0: Mark Godbeer, Valor BK, heavyweight, champion. You know, it's good to say uh, champion, right? Anything with champion on it is wonderful. You know, how do you feel? How Have you soaked it in, you know, over the past couple months being the first ever champion for such a, you know, it's it hasn't been very long, Valor, but it seems like it's getting a lot of credit, you know what I mean, for, for uh, the show that they put on.
1: Yeah, I think um also as well, Obviously, it's the same as um, whenever any new promotion starts. No one at first, no one really gives it the credit they should because it's all almost like it needs to be tried and tested. Do you know what I mean? But I think after they put that first show on and uh, the whole concept of the, um, you know, the pit, no ring, like and how raw it was, and, and, and obviously the fights that they put on as well for their first show, I think it just flew them right up into the top spot straight off the bat. And there isn't many um, promotions that literally after their first show are recognized as like a front runner of, of, you know, bare knuckle boxing. It's one of the oldest sports, but it's just been, it's, it's now been revived. So it's like an old sport that's just coming to a new era so to speak, you know. So um yeah they've done well, they've done really well. So I think you're gonna be surprised with a few of the matches they've got coming up. I know they're in talk to a couple of people, I can't really say too much because that isn't my place, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just see bigger and better things coming for Valor, you know. I think um, the whole concept of the show and they've made it sort of unique as well. Because um, obviously with the pit and stuff, it isn't in a ring. Um, obviously, you have got the other front runners as well. You know, there's two or three front runners in the bare knuckle boxing now, and uh, I think Valor's definitely established herself after one show as being one of the front runners. So I'm glad to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, you need to have a, a competition whenever you start something new or or reboot any kind of sport or any kind of form of uh, entertainment you need to have a couple out there so they could compete and make each other better um with valor that pit man um it's great for the for the viewers and but how do you feel you know fighting in that pit it's kind of weird isn't it that there's nothing separating Uh, you from everybody else no
1: to me bare knuckle boxing it was just like What's the right expression? It's like a like water off a duck's back for me. I mean, you know, you, I've, I've got my um, MMA career. Mm. Um, I feel like I felt like uh, towards the end of sort of my MMA career, I went a bit flat. I'm, 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 I think fighters would get this, but I've been doing it for so long. I sort of went a bit flat, and then when I when I come into the bare knuckle boxing because I originally come in I was offered a, a title fight for the um, the British promotion BKB and um, so I originally I fought one of their best guys in the UK one of their most experienced heavyweights and I beat him and won the British title so that's what catapulted me right up there in the world of bare knuckle you know because I think generally. People look at the Brits as being the sort of front runners of the um, bare-knuckle scene. And and to be fair, it has been, in the UK, we're no strangers to it. It's been underground for a long time. It's always been there, but it's been like an underground sport, you know. You watch films like Snatch and stuff, yeah, it's been exaggerated a bit but there is a lot of element of truth in those sort of films, you know, there's a, um, it is very big in the local traveler community. Um, it's how people settle their disputes and stuff. So, um, yeah, for me, it, it is something that I was brought up around. So, you know, I sort of fitted right in there and it sort of, like I said, it revived my career. It made me, give me a new drive. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to throw down my no-gloves on, you know. It's a, it's, it brings back a few old-school memories.
0: Yeah, <laughs> from yeah it. definitely. Yeah,
1: so this time I don't get in trouble with the police for it, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's good.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. in the first event, you went through a one-night tournament. You had two fights, and that takes a lot of skill, a lot of preparation, but I yeah. feel like luck, plays a big part in it too. You know, do you feel like that was, you know, even, I'm not trying to take anything away from your performances, but I'm just saying luck is something that's there, right?
1: I I understand completely what you're saying. Um, You know, um, I I completely respect Mighty Mo. He's one of these guys that I've looked up to for, you know, I say since I was a kid, I I didn't walk into a martial arts gym until I was 25 years old. So, But these are the type of guys, so I'm 36 myself now, so I'm no young pup, but these are the type of guys I was looking up to before I walked into the martial arts gym. So I wasn't a kid back then, but, you know, before I started my career, these are the guys I looked up to. But um, one thing I knew is these guys are very experienced. So could you, Jack May, uh, Mighty Mouth, very experienced. But one thing... I knew I had the upper hand on when it comes to bare knuckle boxing. I had the experience. Mm-hmm. So for me for, in one in one in one aspect, you could say it's luck, but you 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 could sit there with my coach. Exactly what I planned to do, exactly is what happened in that tournament. I planned to go in there, kill or be killed my first fight. I knew I could I remember after doing my first. Uh, British title fight against a guy called Mickey Parker. Um, very, very tough guy, and I also knew he's very hard to knock out. I've seen guys punch him and punch. He's never been knocked out. He's got he's one of those, you know, he's like one of the, he's like the Mark Hunt of the BKB mm-hmm. world. you know what I mean? You can just yeah. punch him and punch and him, punch him, and he smiles <laughs> and walks forward. Yeah. So, for me in that fight, uh, my game plan going into the Parker fight was just to jab. One two jab move and then and just get the decision, get the win, and also one of my first BKB fights as well. So um, I, I wanted to get the experience under. But if you look at my face and the damage I took playing that game plan, like bottom, like a, a boxing game plan, if you look at the state of my face, it was like I looked like a, a big punking afterwards, my, my face was excuse my language, but it was fucked, you know. Mm. So I knew going into this tournament, Jack May was killer be killed. Go in there, get him out of there, knock him out viciously, as quick as I could. Or it's either go in there, get knocked out, or knock him out. Because I knew the quicker I got the job done, the less damage I took. I knew going into the second fight I was fresh. And I so the element of luck that did play into it. I even said to my coach, "What we need is to go in there, knock Jack May out as quick as we could, and hope that Mighty Mo and Sokaju had a three-round war, and it couldn't have paid out any better. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. There. They went in there and uh, they had a three-round war. Um, I believe Mighty Mo was a bit salty the other day. I noticed, like I shared a photo with uh, you know Panda Banks. Mm-hmm. I shared a photo with that guy because he's looking to come across the bare knuckle now. And, you know, so I'm sort of promoting him a bit, you know, trying to get him out and let people know. And uh, he's sort of friends with Mighty Mo. Mighty Mo put a thing on there saying, oh, yeah, he was lucky, blah, 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 blah. And, like, normally I don't bite things, but I was like, nah, mate, fuck you. I wasn't lucky. I just, I was just more clever than you. I knew, I, I, like, you know, I'm more experienced in the world of bare knuckle you went to war that was a stupid thing to do in your first fight and like when you when you fight in a four man tournament with no gloves on because you're going to get beat up you're going to get fucked up so it, so there is an element of luck but you know maybe 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 he should have been smarter in his first fight but I think now he's now he's fought bad knuckle maybe now he's going to change his way of thinking towards it so Yeah, there is a little bit of element of luck, but at the same time, I planned everything to happen, I planned. So is that luck or is that just good planning and knowing what to expect?
0: Now, going into this fight, your first title defense versus LeVar Johnson, which is one fight only, you know, there's no tournament going on. Is there more to the game planning now or is it just mostly reactionary because you have that experience?
1: No, I think if if you if you if you look at it like so, take away the MMA aspect with me and Lavar, take away the kicks, the clinching, like and just stick two guys in front of each other that can punch people, knock people out. You have basically got a mirror image of mm-hmm. two fighters fighting each other. There's like. I think that there's no point in hiding my game plan. It's kill or be killed. Mm. You know, um, I'm not scared of being knocked out. I'm not going to go on my back foot. I'm going to. I'm going to come to fight. And I think Levar knows it. You know, it's no secret, and he's going to come forward to fight. So it's just. It's just going to be a test of of wills. Who can take the punches? Who who can, obviously there is, you know, there is skill to it, we're at the level where there is skill, but, um, it's bad knuckle like boxing. you got two guys, 260 pounds, throwing bombs with no gloves on. It's like, you can have all game plans in the world, but when you get hit, you, you, it's, just, it's game over. So, um, obviously there is things that I've been watching with his game that I've picked up on my coach has picked up on and and I'm sure with Levar's experience um, Levar's going to watch things in my game so there's mm-hmm. stuff that I've had to adjust I've looked at my previous fights and think right if I was Levar what would I be looking for here so you know and, 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 and vice versa so there is an element of game plans to it but um, for me it it's killer be killed, you know. I get paid to entertain, so um, I, I'm gonna go out there and, and just do my thing. I'm not gonna think about it too much, see what happens. I know he's gonna come out and try and take my head off, so I'm gonna come out and try and take his head off and may the best man win. I think yeah. sometimes yeah. that makes funny, exciting matchups, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, hopefully sometimes you find when you got two guys when they're weary of each other's power, you find it nullifies it. A bit like Derek Lewis and um, Nganu, when they fought, yes. remember? It, it, they sort of nullified each other because they were both too weary of each other's power. So, uh, But I can't see that happening with me and Lavar. I think we got a bit of street in us. And, uh, mm. you know, one of us has got to win, and win in fashion. So, yeah.
0: You got... A good formula going on for yourself at Phuket Top Team. Uh, yeah. You got Hannah uh, Banks. You mentioned earlier. I saw that yeah. you got uh Marley Swindles. Is he helping you yeah. out too out there?
1: Yeah, Mar- Marley's Marley's been absolutely great. He's he's one of these guys at Phuket Top Team that sort of flew under the radar, you know. But he's always there. He's he's a, he's a team player. He's always helping with all the pros. Always you know, helping with their pad work and stuff. And um, the good thing is with me and Marley is uh, we just click. He clicks with my head. He knows when I'm having my low days, and he knows how to boost me. Come on, mate, let's go. He'll send me little inspirational quotes or little clips of LeVar, you know, just to get me back up in the game, like, let's go, let's go. So um, the formula with me and Marley works perfect. It works absolutely perfect. Um, obviously, as well, I've been working a lot with Vaughn and Lee at the moment because Vaughn uh, and Lee, if you watch his fights, he's a master of movement. He's a master of cutting angles, and, and so, so I'm trying to incorporate incorporate a bit more of that into this uh, into this game plan and this fight. Um, I think you know, just standing in front of a guy like Navar Johnson and just say, "Come on, let's go." Um, yeah, it's you know, there's times where that's gonna happen, but there's also times where I need to be smart and cut angles and create openings. So I've been working with Vaughan as well, but um, yeah, we've got a good team. Like you know, Boyd Boyd Clark from Phuket Top Team, he's been really good to me, and they've welcomed me into the team straight away. I and mean, it's like I just fitted. As soon as I got there, I just fitted. It was uh, like being at home. No one's sort of he looked at me as the outsider. Everyone just sort of welcomed me in, and, 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 it, and it's been good. So, yeah, I don't see, you know, after the last fight now. I don't see the, the point in changing, um, changing my, my formula. So we're sticking with it, and then uh, we're going to build on it and keep creating a legacy in the world of BKB. So,
0: yeah. The consensus usually is that for heavyweight, the prime years are, In the late 30s, mid 30s, late 30s, which is where you're at right now, do you feel like, yeah, I'm in my prime? Like, this is the top, the best, the fastest, the most powerful Mark Godbeard you're going to see?
1: Yeah, 100%. I I think the expression is man strength. I feel like, you know, I've got my man strength now. I feel the strongest I've ever been. my mind stretches out mentally as well. You know, I, I, I'm pretty good mentally, and I think that's a, a, a really important aspect. No matter what part of your fight, career, um, part of your fight you're in, is um, is is the mental aspect of it. And so, um, as selfish as it sounds, taking myself away from home, getting myself out in Thailand, locking myself away in the gym as well, um, is really good for my head. Because I haven't got to deal with everyday, I say bullshit, but you know, everyday life. You know, there's a lot of bullshit that comes with everyday life. You know, I don't think there's a person on the planet that says they don't put up with everyday bullshit in their normal life. So I sort of fight it. It's a very, very selfish game. And, and I've come to realize that now. If if I'm not looking after myself or my own head and the way I think, then. Um, if I'm not happy in myself then I'm not happy training if I'm not happy training I'm not happy fighting so like I said taking myself out of the equation locking myself in a gym where everyone's got the same mentality everyone's got the same drive it sort of gives me a positive um, outlook on everything and I take that into my fights now so it seems to be working the formula's working so yeah we'll see
0: yeah man you looked incredible in that last event so you know that's what i'm thinking too i feel like the angles that you were coming in the 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 game planning the the power that you were throwing with and the accuracy the accuracy was there for you in that yeah one man turn or one night tournament and uh yeah it just seems like you are just running on all cylinders Uh, uh even even your interviews man even afterwards it was just like you're all there you're just like hey you know you're embracing embracing every single bit of it and and it's good to see man uh you know like i've been talking to you for a while now so you know even back in your ufc days
1: yeah it's people um you know i've just done a a a documentary um called phuket dreaming which we're we're waiting for it to be released but in that sort of uh little documentary i've done um i really opened up and i was just honest um you know I won't give away too much with it, but in that documentary, I opened up about myself, my personal life, what I was going through, and stuff and and, and um, yeah, I think with with you know at the time because it got to the point if you if you actually look at my career, there was a point when I was in my Bama days, I was flying, mm. you know, I was smashing everyone that was in front of me, I was like. My, my actual fight in itself, I was smashing everyone, and then um, I sort of signed with the UFC, and then at that time I was signing with the UFC. I was going through, uh, you know, personal business, someone going too, too much, but, you know, splitting up with my wife, and, and 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 you could just tell my personal life was affecting my fight career. Mm. And you could, and it just so happened, like the time I was signed with the UFC was probably one of the lowest points of my life, person, like my personal life, and it just affected everything. You know, I just, I can remember my, my last fight I did against, uh, is it um, Dmitry Sozanovsky or I can't pronounce his name, yeah, Russian dude. Yeah. It was in the O2. Like in my own head, I should fucking won that fight. I was on top of him at one point. He was done, gassed. I was on top of him. He was on all fours. All I had to do was just be Mark and just destroy him, punch him and punch him, finish the fight. But there, there, there wasn't none of that left. The fire had gone out of my belly, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm, yeah, and, you know, I'm not making excuses. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just trying to put my point across so people can understand that, you know the mental aspect of this game is very important, and uh, mentally I wasn't in a good place. So um, I didn't actually. When it came to the UFC, I wasn't actually cut from the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they, they didn't bring me out and say, "Look, you've been cut." I said to my manager, "I said I don't want to be in the UFC anymore," and he was like, "Mark, what are you on about? What are you you know?" And I was like, "I don't want to be in the UFC. I can't." For me, because of like you know what was going on in my personal life, um, I couldn't deal with the other pressures of like being in the UFC, trying to train for fights. I like, remember I was training for one fight, I got injured, um, I had to pull out. My head went right, and, and it, and I just thought to myself, this isn't fair. Not only is it fair on me, it's not fair on my opponents when I'm being matched up and 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 they're not getting the the real me, or, or I have to pull out because like no one likes to admit it, but like having to pull out because like you're struggling mentally, really bad, and, and, and it's a, it's a really, um, it's a really, you know, mental, If you're not mentally prepared for a fight, it, it is. It, a fight is one of the most stressful. Things you can do anyway, you know. But when when you've got a lot of outside stress going on as well, on top of preparing for a fight, it's just so. In my own head, I was just like, "Look, no, I'm done. Get me out of the UFC. I can't. I can't deal with it." And then, but I left the UFC. Um, and then obviously, once my, I got my life back together, I did actually think to myself, "Fuck, what have I done?" You know, I spent the last ten years of my life dedicating myself to get to the UFC and I've just blown it. I've, I've completely blown it out of the water. I've, I've asked them to cut me and I've... Um, but um, everything happens for a reason. Since that, uh, I've, I've, I've changed career paths. I've gone on to the band, out boxing and it seems to be... It's paying off, you know. I'm earning a, a decent living out of it. I'm able to support my family back home and... Um, yeah, it's like and it's revived me, you know. So everything happens for a reason, you know. Behind every low point, there's a high point. So, where the universe?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. Phuket dreaming, man. That's a that's a great series. It's been going on for a while, and uh, I'm excited yeah. to see yours, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. I've seen all of them. They're all good. It's just uh, yeah. Yours is coming. So you know, whoever's listening to this, if you're watching this, you know, look out for that on YouTube or or the Phuket Top Team. You know social media pages. Now, um, no fight is without controversy, right? And LeVar really? Johnson brings a little bit of controversy with him into this fight. Uh, a lot of people say he shouldn't be fighting anymore, you know, because of his issues of going to prison for, you know, domestic violence. You know, what is your take on that? You know, do you believe, like, everybody needs a second chance?
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, I've, I, you know, I'm, I've never gone to prison for domestic violence and stuff like that, Um, and I'm not excusing it. Um, I really ain't excusing it. It's something I personally don't agree with, but everyone makes big mistakes, you know. He's paid his dues. He's done five years in prison for it, you know. Um, It's a hard one for me to comment on this one because obviously there's going to be mixed views on it. There's going to be a lot of people out there going to say, no, he doesn't deserve to be there. And there's going to be other people who say, yeah, he does deserve a second chance and stuff. So I'm I'm sort of sat on the fence with it. Um, The way I see it is um, I've I've actually known LeVar since back in 2013, I believe, when he, um, I think obviously he was with uh, the UFC and then he went to Bellator. Uh, and I fought on exactly the same card as him uh, against Czech Congo. And I remember the first time I ever met him, you know, this big oof of a guy, like, you know, I knew exactly who he was, this big knockout artist. And for me, that was like my 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 first big appearance on a big show, headlining, um, you know, Bellator against Czech Congo. Even though now I'm a bit more experienced, I feel like I was brought in as a, you know, Feed yeah. check, Congo, this guy. <laughs> I was out for 18 months before that with a broken neck. So. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, but anyway, but like, I remember first bumping into LaVar and LaVar was like, really boosted me up. This is your chance now, Mark. Like this is, you know, you, you're going in against one of the best guys in the world. This is your chance to to make a statement. This is your chance now to um, really make something of yourself. Go out there and do it. Go and show the world what you can do, you know. So all of LeVar's personal business aside, put that aside, what he's been like towards me, he's been a good guy, you know. He, he, he's been a good guy to me. Um, and, and now we're fighting, you know. It was on the last show, it was like, you know, the first, I, I, when, I, when I noticed he got matched again, I sort of him and said, I'm glad you're back on the card. Let's grab a beer afterwards. Because, you know, every, every time I seem to bump into him, we, we're, we're always the ones that seem to grab a beer after the fight, you know. Once it's all settled down, I sit down with him, we have a beer. So, um, for me, uh, He's always been okay with me, so that that's where I'm at with it. You know, I, I, I can't be opinionated on, on other issues because no matter what I say, there's always going to be people that um, say this right, say it's wrong. So sometimes it's better just sit on the
0: fence. The bigger the names, I'm pretty sure, you know, LeVar Johnson, UFC vet, Bellator vet, big name, big power. You get through him there's a big year ahead of you in 2020. Are there any other uh, MMA or just heavyweights in general you see out there like you know Valor needs to pick them up and then I need to beat beat them. I need to knock them out in the in the Valor uh well,
1: pit. I think I think you know me as well, you know. I, I you know I was saying about you know mentally go back Maybe um, just over a year ago, I wasn't in a very good mental place, so I was I chose to come away from the sport a bit, not because I was scared to fight anyone or anything like that. It's just my head wasn't right, so I I couldn't mentally prepare myself to do the job. But like now, um, I, I I would generally fight anyone in the world. Oh, you know, that, that's just that's, that's not me saying I'm not one of these. You know, if I'm the champion, and these guys said, "Right, this is the guy you're fighting." I'm like, "Okay, send me the contract." You know, how can I call myself a world champion mm. if I'm not willing to fight whoever they put in front of me? So, yeah, I'll fight anyone. You know, It'd be, um, there's other there's other there's other fighters I would love to fight, and I think I generally think. I would smash him in bare knuckle box, and I know I would. But they're signed with other big organizations, so I can't see those fights happening since there's no point calling them out. But, you know, there's there's one guy, just want a belt. I think you stick him in front of me in the pit, and I I can only see it go one way. So work that one out yourself.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, one last thing, you know, before I let you go, a guy that you mentioned earlier, who is uh, with you at Phuket Top Team, is Von Lee, and I seen you put up yeah. a post of, you know, somebody wants him to face off against Brad Pickett, which is uh, a very interesting fight in bare knuckle. Like
1: that <laughs> awesome yeah, Bernaku as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh what is the word on that? Is uh, has Brad responded or has Vaughn responded uh, hey, to Brad? So,
1: uh, this is this is how it is. Um obviously I know Vaughn personally. Um Vaughan's, he's been retired for a little bit, but he's vaughn has got similar sort of mindset to myself really. The burn knuckle is like one of those things if you're a true combat Sports guy is like one of those things you have to put on the tick list. Mm. How can I retire? Listen, this bare knuckle box is becoming massive now. I need to do this before I retire. Mm. I can't, I can't. So I think that's where Bourne's at. And I know personally, Bourne uh, wants to fight bare knuckle. Um, he, I know personally, Bourne is actually training for bare knuckle now. Um, I put a post up, just, you know, I got, I put a post up. Obviously, with people's permission, um, just testing the water. And I and I said Vaughn would like to come out of retirement to fight bare knuckle boxing. Um, one of the guys he would love to come out of retirement for to fight bare knuckle boxing is against Brad Pickett. Mm. Personally, I think that would be an absolute cracking fight. And um, Valor Valor seems seem to have jumped all over it. Um, Vaughan has put, I'm game, let's go. Brad Pickett's come up on the post and said, let's do it, let's go. So now I guess it's just down to contracts and um, the business side of it. But I can Mm -hmm. see it happening, to be honest with you, yeah. And what a fight that would be. So um, I think that would probably be one of the biggest bare-knuckle boxing fights to date. In in uh, I say today, you know, since since the uh, since the sport's being revitalised, it'll be uh, one of the biggest new age bare knuckle boxing fights. Who wouldn't want to see those two warriors go out And they're both so skillful as well. As well. The, the way they both move, the way they both punch, the way they both box, I can just see it being a I can just see it being an absolute terror. So um. And I also as well, I know Brad, Brad, I fought on the same show as Brad um, in the UK with BKB. So I know Brad's had a little taste of Van like boxing, but um, the guy he stepped up against, you know, Brad did finish him early, so I'm sure Brad wants a bit more of a challenge. Um, he's got one in Vaughan and Lee if he wants it, so it's just a matter of uh, who, who's you know, who's willing to get the contracts out to these guys. And hopefully it's Valor. Um, I, I, Me personally, I think Valor would be the best platform to do it on. Um, I know I've had, you know, words of the matchmakers and stuff. And they're sort of asking me, is he, is he going to fight? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, Here's a video. He's training. He's ready. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's preparing himself. So let's see. Let's see what comes of it. I hope. I hope something big comes off of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. I think it'd be a great match. Yeah, it, it excites me. So, what's it gonna do for the for the fans also? All
0: right. Well, January 11th, VBK2 main event, heavyweight world title. Your first title defense, Lavar Johnson, Florida, USA. Mark, always good talking with you, man. Uh, always appreciate the time because you know you always are easy to kind of get a hold of and and get this stuff uh, rolling. You know what I mean? And uh, it's and uh, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy that you get the year kicked off good with the with the title defense. Thank you so much. Appreciate everything.
1: No worries, man. Thank you. Cheers.